welcome to Waves of YA, a podcast focused on young adult literacy brought to you by the Ocean County Library's Teen Literacy Workgroup. My name is Cecilia. I'm one of the teen librarians at the Ocean County Library. Joining me today, we have Anna, have Alyssa, I'm Bella. Today's episode is a teen's look at books. We'll be discussing our favorites and why these titles grab our attention. So the first question we have today is, what is your favorite overall book? I really like the song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. I was like, I'm sorry, I, I keep saying it. I'm obsessed with the book. <laughs> I'm serious. You stop making that face. It's amazing. It's gay and I love it. And it's Greek mythology. So it makes us all the best things. My personal favorite is Aristotle and Dante, Discover the Keys to the Universe. It's a really good one. I like the time period it's set in. It's 70s, early 70s. 70s. And I just like the way that the characters interact. And it's kind of like a coming of age along with other cool themes in it. I don't really have a favorite, honestly. I just like certain books. It's really mainly genres that I'm into. What's your favorite genre? Thriller. Thriller? Wrong answer. Oh. <laughs> I see Thriller, I think Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite book, I mean, I have a favorite book series. It's The Lunar Chronicles. I read it back in like middle school. It's not Baby Mouse? No. <laughs> um, a series, whoa. That's a big a attention span you got there. Hold on. But it's like a sci-fi twist on the classic fairy tales. So like the first book in the series is Cinder, which is Cinderella, and so on and so forth. It's just really interesting and low end. Cool. Well, maybe I have to say mine. <laughs> I like, God, I really like Holly Black. I don't know. Has anybody ever read her books? I've like, yes, heard I've her. read one and I forgot. <laughs> was it the cruel prince yes yeah, you i did read the that in one night and it was a lot but i loved it did you write that down but Real. and then i found out it was a series and then i was like i don't have the attention span that's too much, that's too much commitment that's too much commitment man i can only read like one thing and then i already have the next 10 books queued up yeah i liked her first one that came out type it's, it's set all in the same universe, but it's like dark fairies and like really gritty. And it takes place like on the East Coast, so. It's oh, yeah. So identified with that. Cute. Lovely. Next question is What's your favorite childhood book? Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar <laughs> by Eric Carl. I bragged about that book when I was seven, and I've continued on for the rest of my life. I love that book, even though it is way not age appropriate for me now. I have, <laughs> I have a burning passion for that book and never will it be erased from I my mind. I think every single child absolutely loved no, that book. Because I would wreck it to kids Colors? like, like I, I don't know. <laughs> I would just like, recommend it to kids. My I'd be like, yo, we're only eight. But like this book is so and it was meant for like toddlers and it's not for us. Shapes but have you taken this book from our library? Like. It's just so good. Read it to your adult family. Read it to your child family. <laughs> you see a guy on the street? Read it to him. Read it to anybody. Okay, I'm just saying it's a good book. Okay, well, um, the best childhood book is obviously the Dork Diaries series. Lame, lame I love that series. Oh my god. See, no. Dork Diaries is such a good book. It's kind of like the girl version of Diver Won't Be Kid, my in the sense that, like, yeah. It's gone. Like my like by the first book, I'm halfway through it, and I'm like, it's, it's a like graphic novel. Days. How do you, girl? No. Images. No. Images. <laughs> hungry, hungry caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> because the illustrator, like they put 
Like, Eric so Carl really took his time. There. Like, it's good. Like, the images, dude. Eric Carl really took his time with that one. I would write poems <laughs> for that book. Eric Carl, the haikus. His masterpiece, okay? I'm just saying, it's a good book for all ages, even though it's a child book. Dork Diaries is definitely really Dork good. Dork Diaries is really good, and it's like a big series. It's definitely eight-year-olds. No, stop insulting. This is no. This is slander. I won't stand that for lifestyle. it. <laughs> Dork Diaries is a no-go. Go, it's a great book. If you ever think between Dork Diaries and Hungry Hungry Caterpillar, I'm just saying there's the right option and the wrong option. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's the right one. Go buy it. No, at your local bookstore. Right. Not sponsored by Eric Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Carl's like behind me, hopefully. <laughs> well, he is dead, so. I know, his ghost. He's forever in my heart. He's haunting. <laughs> when, um, yeah, when I was really little, my Mima would bring me a book. It was Lily in the Purple Plastic Purse, and it was my childhood. That alliteration, though. That's I know. It was, I have no idea who wrote it. Plastic. I think that was the point of it, but I think it was supposed to be for school. She would always read it to my mom, and then I guess she read it to me. And I, every single time I saw her, I would read it. She would, I would read it, or she would read it because I started reading at a really young age. And it was literally a, a mouse that brought a purse and her sunglasses to school, and she'd brag about it, and she wouldn't stop talking about it until the teacher took it away, and she then she wrote a really mean note to the teacher. But in the end, they all forgave each other because it was a child book. Because it's a kid's book, <laughs> and, and yeah, conflicts don't exist. I think she I looked, did that too. She looked, when I was younger. She looked absolutely amazing in her purple plastic purse. <laughs> in her purple plastic <laughs> purse, may I add? Purple plastic she looked amazing and she interrupted her class but i think it was for a good reason hannah <laughs> you got a favorite childhood book okay so i know you guys all want me to say baby mouse because it's true it. <laughs> yes, it is. you can't not mention and baby I, mouse and i do really like baby mouse i don't remember like any of the plot of baby mouse it's just a i don't think baby mouse had a plot same, I, don't don't disclosure, I don't think it had a plot i don't think it did either but it no. just stayed lingering in my mind yeah okay, i love that series However, oh, my favorite actual book series <laughs> was, was probably Amelia Bedelia. Oh my god! Oh, I loved yeah. Amelia Bedelia. I had those books. There was one where like she like made a cake, or like she drew the drapes and like she like yeah yeah. Paper. And then she like dressed the chicken. No, that's fancy Nancy. That's Amelia fancy Nancy. That like takes yeah, and like, takes yeah, it takes everything out of like that. Was that was so my favorite. Pet. It was. I remember one book. She she was told to let the bread rise. Yeah, and she tied it to a rope and then slung it. Yeah, the rope over yeah. the chandelier and like pulled it up to rise the bread. And she takes everything like way too literally. Yeah. yeah. Love that series. So they have like, she powdered, she powdered of the her now. There was one where she um where somebody called and like it totes ran cats and dogs and she's just sitting at staring yeah, at, at the, the window, window yeah. waiting. <laughs> waiting. What was your favorite childhood book? I well, like it has to be Amelia Bedelia because that like just triggered some kind of memory <laughs> in me of like reading it I'm when I was like <laughs> I love how we all have normal books and Kat just like, I've been biting for it. the Very Hungry Caterpillar for no, 14 okay, years. I'm bringing up as much as I can. The Hungry Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carl is the supreme overlord of books. Available in I your mean, local Barnes & Noble book. now. They have like, they'll do story times where they have the puppet and the puppet is like eating all the things. <laughs> like, 
That's gross puppet cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the caterpillar eating things is okay. But the it's second food. it's a felt puppet, that's when we have problems. <laughs> the caterpillar eats food, though. The puppet eats food, too. Did it? Or did okay, so what's your favorite genre? I can't do anything where it's long and very boring, like romance. It has to have some sort of action, like somebody's gotten kidnapped, and you will go find them and risk your life so for them. Your <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't just be like two people go to small town and meet up at a small town and grab. Like, no, I can't do those. It's so boring. I need something <clears> with action, something with adventure, something with risking your life, basically. Okay, well, Alyssa's wrong. Uh, romance. <laughs> <laughs> Romance is the best genre. Uh, it's not gay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wait, that's the proper double negative. Wait, if it's gay, it's good. It's <laughs> 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 Math is great, guys. I need to specify because I don't know how double negatives work exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Alyssa's wrong. Um, action books, eh? But first and foremost, romance. Also, I feel personally attacked by the small town comment. Um, <laughs> small town books are like fantastic. No. What do you have against them? They're boring. I won't stand for There's, it. Everybody has their own thing. They're no. so boring. Yeah, but she's wrong. <laughs> how how do you? There's some, guy, there's some guy in the town, and this girl's coming to visit her family for the holidays. Well, that's where you're wrong. And they go to a. It sounds like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like, there's romance novels. Just to make clear, there are romance novels that aren't Hallmark no, movies. Well, this is, yeah, yeah, I feel like if, Hallmark. It yeah. if it doesn't read as a Hallmark movie, then it can be really good. Yeah. There was a thriller romance that I read. It's called Dig Two Graves, and the main character is bisexual. And she is in love with the girl that wants her to do, do you know what Strangers on a Train is? Yeah. It's like where you switch murders. Yeah. She wants her to kill her stepbrother. And you. You know, I can get behind that. she falls in love with the stepbrother. (laughs) Hey, yo. I won't ruin anything else, but like. I can get behind that book. Gay romance. Yeah, yeah. Woo. I of everything. I get behind that book. There's something. There's murder. <laughs> Alyssa murder. likes it because someone dies. One of us is lying. Oh my yeah. god. That is such a okay. Good book. Okay, so one of us is lying is a wonderful horror gay novel, it's but it's also a mystery. You, that's no. Don't insult the, a really good book. No, it was um, really good. The second book was. <laughs> A book. A book. It was a book. I actually like the second book. But. Greek mythology, though, when you combine it with all those things, I'm sorry. Those kinds of stories are great. I Stop liking movie. the Song of Achilles. It's a very niche subcategory. So, <laughs> like, I would make an army of people who like that, that book because it's just so good. Did you read Circe? Was that the other one the author read? Yeah, she know. read it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, like I really like Greek mythology. Uh, I'm also just going to throw Percy Jackson. Except because I used to really like Percy Jackson until I watched those movies. I can't get over that. The movies But he was so fine in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) The movies were trash. And I stopped reading the books because of those movies. Okay, but like the Percy Jackson movie? The books? Definitely iconic. It's very a, a, a niche type of person who read the Percy Jackson books as a child. And they it's definitely a pipeline. There's definitely a pipeline between people that read Percy Jackson and people that had an eighth, seventh grade phase. 
Most people are in seventh grade at some point in their no, life. No, but it's definitely a pipeline of people that read Percy Jackson to like people that listen to MCR in seventh grade for like a very brief time period. <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, there's definitely some sort of. You're totally right. Because mm-hmm. all of my old friends in middle school read Percy Jackson and then became like emo MCR Mm-hmm. Either that or gay. Well, I skipped that phase. I just didn't. <laughs> I went from Percy Jackson to, yeah, no, these movies are trash. I'm done with it. My fifth grade G&T teacher made me read The Red Pyramid, which is not Percy Jackson, same author. It was the Kane Chronicles. It was like oh, a spinoff yeah. series. And she made us read that. And I never Much finished the series. Mm-hmm. I heard. It was. It's a lot yeah. more queer. Favorite author. Woo, okay. That's a good question. Becky Abertali. Uh, she, nice. you, that's enough out of you. She wrote Simon. Absolutely not. Um, she wrote a trilogy, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which has a movie and a spinoff series, both nice. very good. Check it out. That's, nice. shut up. It is. Um, and then she also wrote Leah on the Offbeat, which, great representation love that 10 out of 10 and then the upset of unrequited which i've heard is very good but i'm in the middle of a book rut so i'll get to it when i do favorite author anybody she also wrote love creekwood which is like a nice tie-up i like holly black i love (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna say the same stuff karen mcmanus yes wait no didn't she (laughs) (laughs) one of us is lying oh i thought Okay, sorry, I thought Karen McManus was the one that wrote A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, and we no, all know Holly, how I feel about the third Holly one. Jack. Holly Jackson. Yeah. We all know how I feel about As Good as Dead right now. Holly <laughs> I made my opinion. I know a lot of people are obsessed with their but I was obsessed yeah. with their just to serve one work. Uh, Wait, The Seven ends Husbands? No, oh, It Ends With Us? Because I was so obsessed with it, because, just because it felt relatable. I feel like, a, I feel like an honorable mention is definitely, um, for favorite author, definitely John Green. John Green, um, oh, no. John Green, this is, no. okay, no. no, let me explain myself, let me explain myself, let me explain myself, John Green, I hate you, but I recognize that your works are good. Why Green? Green? Why do we hate John Green? Because he wrote The Fault in Our Stars, and I sobbed. Also, Cat will never let me borrow another book again, because I stole it for way too long. <laughs> But John Green, Turtles All the Way Down, great. Uh, put more gay people in your books, please, because I need to be able to cry and then have something happy, too. So, um, Hannah's yeah. favorite author? I thought okay. of a couple more, too. I don't really necessarily <laughs> have a favorite author. If I had to pick one, I'd probably do my favorite book series, Marissa Meyer. Mayer. She wrote Not the Lunar Mouse. Chronicles. <laughs> um, but also, I haven't read those, reread those books in so long. So honestly, I don't even know. They if wait, I hold on. <laughs> Who wrote the Twilight wait. novels? Wasn't that Stephanie Meyer? Stephanie, Stephanie Meyer. Okay, I was like, were you? To each other. Um, mm-hmm. Andy Thomas. Oh my God, yes. Hold on, I wanted to say that. Sorry, I'm loud. Um, Angie Thomas wrote The Hate You Give, which is a wonderful oh, book. And I heavily incline anyone who has not read it to read it especially if you are one of those people that don't like to believe that I there are problems. Love with that book. Yeah. Because literally, it was so, like, I felt like I wanted to recommend it to everybody who, like, just, who I know. Yeah. I just thought it was a so just general good book for anybody to read. It's definitely it's a great book it's for good people. for representation. It's good for, like, recognizing racism. Yeah. yeah. It's good for just, like, 
great book. Giving people a like, different experience. Yeah. Did they make a Netflix show out of that? It's, um, it's a Hulu movie that is not as good as the book. Movie, okay. mm-hmm. no. I already read the book first, so I just know it's good. It was- Different. It wasn't like they didn't keep everything true to the book. No, they didn't. But I also think like things change from when the book was published. Oh yeah. Well, so they added more stuff and you know added more about like protesting and also the outsiders, right? Oh no. We're gonna talk. Oh oh that's oh that's that's what I have to that's the one I have to introduce. Next one is everyone's favorite required reading. Cat, you're not allowed to talk because you have a bad opinion. My personal favorite required reading is The Outsiders because it's a great book, even though it was set a long time ago and it was written a while ago too. A long time ago. It was. It, it was. was I it mean, was. When was it set again? I think it's the 50s. The 50s is like 70 years ago, it guys. Is, I guess that's the whole person. It's a while ago. Yeah, it's good. Dallas Winston, my whole heart. Yeah, it was a great book. Um. No, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. All the other summer um reading books, all the re- other required reading books, trash. <laughs> just straight up trash. Okay, I just want um to have an honorable mention for Tangerine. I don't know the no, author. No, no, <laughs> no. Tangerine was good. It was about a little boy who wears glasses that wanted to be a soccer player, but he couldn't because he wears glasses. He wanted to be a goalie. I think he also had. What else did he do? I guess the message was sweet, but it was. Really boring. He also had a really annoying um brother who played football. So back onto the outsiders. I've been silenced and it's not <laughs> <laughs> You've been silenced for a good reason. I was so happy about it because it has like a surprisingly deep meaning that I don't feel like most books have enough in class. How oh my god, Cherry Valens this one quote, she was just like things are rough all over. And I feel like it just brought me into a different perspective yeah. than before I read it. I draw and use a perspective for everything, but sometimes I just throw it in the trash. But I feel like it was surprisingly deep. On that same note, um, The House on Mango Street. I know me and Kat read it. That I had a... I not understand that at all. You didn't? It's no. a different style of book because it's, it's like a poems. collection of poems. But it also really well highlights the effect, the different side of the perspective on types of like racism and stuff, especially growing up in like the, when was it set? Like the 60s? It shows, what is it? It shows growing up as a young girl, but then also growing up as a young Hispanic girl. Yeah. And so it was just like a different like experience where some of her poems would be about being a girl, some of them would be about being Hispanic, and some of them would be like both and just adjusting. And yeah. Some, some of them, it's just like it was just a good insight. Yeah, it touched a lot of different people. Mine was Othello by Shakespeare. Ooh. I heard that's so good by literally everybody. I'm not a Shakespeare fan either, but yeah. it was a good. Is one. it written in like Shakespearean? Like, am yeah. I gonna be able to yeah. understand it? I think part of why I enjoyed it so much was because of the teacher I had at the time. I was mm. lucky enough to have a really good English teacher that made sure we all understood what was going on and would just make us have a good time with the book yeah. and really read into it and try and get to know the characters. So I just like fell in love with that book. That and King Lear, which I also read mm. with the same team. I know that nobody likes this required reading book, but Fahrenheit 451. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely no, not. I won't just, let it get its time of day. It was just purely like, it was slow. I'll admit it. It was like, it very slow. It was unnecessarily large amount of pages for what it was trying to convey across. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the slow buildup is what actually like made it better. Because no. no, it would have been, no. it would have made it better. If okay. It sh- if it was a little bit shorter, I would have 
sort of enjoyed it, but it was way too long. <laughs> you just got it was way too long. It was way no. too boring. It was just no. If you're looking for a good, okay, so I know a lot of the arguments is it's a good dystopian novel that shows what we could be headed to if we keep like doing We're wrong or something like that. If you guys are looking for a good dystopian novel, All Rights Reserved is a great dystopian yeah. novel. That is, yeah. I heard that. Personally, I don't like Fahrenheit 451 because it's Fahrenheit 451. She just doesn't like it. I just don't like it. I am a Fahrenheit 451 I gave it the time of day for 75 pages, and then I said absolutely not. Like, I, I had bigger priorities. I wish that if I approached it myself, I, <laughs> I had bigger priorities. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like any other book. <laughs> I was bit, okay. Single I read any other book. A couple summaries, but then after school ended, I actually read the book because <laughs> I could not read it when it was required. There was a book we read like a few years ago. I don't remember if it was in elementary or middle. But it was, no, <laughs> no, no, favorite required reading. I, I will say, I Our actually kind of did, I, I don't know if you remember this, but we had to read Number of the Stars. <gasps> Lewis that Lowry, was, I that. That was a really good one. I like that one a lot. We had to read it in sixth grade, right? That's it, it was sixth grade. Yeah, it had to do with the Holocaust, and there was, um, a... Holocaust books yeah, are so good. It, it was. For, like, no reason. <laughs> It's that I feel like everyone the has the genre. It. We've all had a Holocaust book yeah, phase. I feel like somebody. everybody has like a Holocaust book phase. It's before seventh grade though. It's before the emo it's phase. Not me, but not <laughs> but it's before the emo phase, but after the hungry hungry caterpillar phase. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe, y'all, with your Holocaust phases. But I never had that. So I um, mean, you enjoyed it. Um Doesn't Stockton know. College have like a really a good, good like yeah. Holocaust library that has like all the daily accounts and stuff? I because no. I, I used to take like things at Stockton. I used to go there and they had like a giant Holocaust library and it has like daily accounts and it has the research that Lewis Lowry used to write Number of the Stars because it's like oh, he oh, got that's yeah. really cool. And I read that book in like fourth grade we didn't read it till sixth but I read it in fourth grade and it was literally one of the first books that got me into this genre and I still have not stopped like the last one I read was the girl in the blue coat again I have no idea who authors are so um yeah search up author here um but girl in the blue coat was really good as well as the somewhere there is still a sun it's more on the non-fiction side because it's definitely like a real account of um a person who was in it but yeah both really good books what is it? In one of our English classes, I really liked Flowers for Algernon. Absolutely really not. <laughs> Absolutely not. That, okay, that one wasn't my favorite, but it was okay. It wasn't the worst ever. It wasn't the worst thing ever. Yeah, okay, you're right. Fahrenheit 451 was the worst one. <laughs> no, not the worst cat. one ever. That one was okay. That one was okay. It was decent. It was the movie Fantasmic. Um, I like. I don't know who played the Miss whoever was it miss penny who was the teacher in flowers for algernon miss kinian i don't know who played miss kinian in the movie but oh my god she was great her acting 10 out of 10 however the guy that played um what was his name we literally read it in like june and i still have no idea i really liked it because it showed how people viewed disabled people and how sometimes that influence can change how disabled people view themselves mm-hmm. and how it doesn't have to be seen as something you need to like fix and specifically because you can't quote unquote like fix it it's just there and you have to like accept it because it's not really an issue 
you just have to learn how to move around it. A lot of the books that I don't like, it's not because of the meaning. I actually was like the meaning behind them. They're just way too slow and way too yeah, boring. It does. And I can't them. get through them. I also feel like you like books less when you're like required. To yeah. It yeah. You, you like they automatically less. get knocked yeah. from a 10 then to a 7. It's like, it's a 10, yeah. but it's required automatically so, yeah. 6. Reading, I, I do think reading. required reading makes it harder to enjoy the book sometimes. Yeah. Because then yeah. it's like, you get to write about it. <laughs> it's it's like that like, game where, like, well, it's like the book's a 10, but... It just feels but... like a chore to read it. Yeah, because, and then you have to, like, comprehend it. Like, you, I don't want to say, like, comprehend, but, like, you have to do, like, the questions after, or, like, write an mm-hmm. essay. And it it be, takes like, the fun out of it. It could be, like, a book you absolutely like, love, and they're like, okay, well, you really liked it this much. Write an essay, and you're like, wait... No, yeah. I don't really like it. Like, if I had to read, like, if I had to write an essay on Aristotle and Dante, like, I'd do it, but I would like the book significantly less. If I had to comb over it with a, if yeah. I had to go over it with a fine-tooth well, comb. Well, you find all the, like, imperfections. Yeah. And, and I won't do that, because I love that author. I don't know. Yeah. It's I just, also, like, yeah. when you get the questions, and then you get the book, and it's like, here, look at these questions to answer in the book. Then you're, like, combing through the book to look yeah. at questions. Yeah. You're not really, like, getting anything else. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Ocean County Library's website for more podcasts. All titles mentioned in today's episode can be found through the Ocean County Library free with your library card. If you have any reader's advisory questions you would like to be featured on our future episodes, please email us at wavesofya@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next time, happy reading.